Well done. Crisscross, pants backwards, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Oh, yeah. You were wearing the pants backwards? I remember, I, never I remember trying it when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, this is wiggity, not wiggity, wiggity, whack is what it was. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. No, and also, I didn't realize there was a whole thing that this was stolen from House of Pain. The whole, the basic concept of it was the guy they that House of Pain brought jump around yes. to the producer of this. <gasps> and the, and like the and whoever was the guy, the the record label guy was like, "Oh, it's really good, but we want to pay you like this amount." And they're like, "No, no, we're good." And so they went and took it to Crisscross and gave it to the kids. Wow! And then they were like, "Well, that sucks for us because now it looks like we ripped off a bunch of kids." And they're like, nobody thinks you ripped off a bunch of kids. No one <laughs> thinks House of Pain was ripping off children. Everyone knows that they ripped you off. Yeah, that's why I like uh, Top of the Trust Tuesday. Always enlightening. Brought in my horizons. That makes sense, though. I, I have a friend who uh, used to write scripts for like Hollywood TV shows and try to obviously try to write screenplays, things like that. And he said, you have no idea how often people steal ideas. Because you just yeah. put, you just let people see your script, and they don't have to steal the actual script; they'll just take the idea of the script. And he said that's why oftentimes you'll see in Hollywood the same type of movie about kind of the same thing come out around the same thing. Like, that's weird. Why are these vampire movies coming out? That's weird. Why are all these types of movies coming yeah. out about the undead and, and about this? The because there somebody is. exactly. Well, no, just because like the the idea of somebody just stole the idea. He was reading a script. And was like, well, I won't take the exact script. I don't like all that. I like the idea. I'll take the idea to a better writer. I'll let that writer write the actual idea but then he takes the script to somebody else and then they take that script whatever happens a lot more often yeah, there was show ideas stuff like that there was a yeah. summer where it was like alright a meteor is gonna hit the earth in one movie studio the other one's volcanoes going off the other one is like yeah, earthquakes like, it was three they were all the same movie basically but it was just different causes of the same thing of it was a Armageddon kind of movie Oh yeah! Oh no! I can exactly. No, no, I'm with you on that. And it was like it was like no. Someone wrote the original script, and then everyone was just like, "I want that movie, but not with you, and not this." Exactly. Yeah, I won't use your actor. I can go find another actor. And everybody's like, "You know what? I'll make the damn movie on my own." Happens a lot more often uh, than you think. Uh, Texas on the specs text line. Uh, just really quick, someone said, "There's an AI that can read brainwaves to know what you are looking at." Now, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. I haven't. As I said, I gotta do some more research about it, but it's really freaking crazy. These AI stories. Uh, Chan wants to know the. Article. It's in the New York Times article that I referenced about the um, one of the founders of Google deciding to you know leave Google uh, and obviously kind of turn his back on the AI uh, creation. It's um, yes, New York Times. Uh, you can go check it out. It was it was yes. Oh no, it was earlier. Yeah, early this week. It was in New York Times. Um, the doctor's name is Doctor Hinton, Jeffrey Hinton. For a half century, Hinton nurtured the technology at the heart of chatbots like ChatGPT, and now he criticizes them. So go check that out. It's really good. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, yeah, Hard is all stressed out by Yeah, I am. I'm uh, really stressed <laughs> out about it right now. So it says, Careful Rod B. Skynet becomes self-aware on August 29th. We're about 30 years away from the first Terminator, so I think we're okay. We're a little while. It's still rudimentary, but we'll be okay. Uh, you realize says, you're talking about a Terminator. Yeah, but you know this AI technology is going to be applied to warfare because we're humans. We're going to apply whatever our technological advances are to the worst part of our human condition. I you know this, right? right? And then we're going to give them all the code. You know this stuff is going to happen. I'm just saying. 
Don't worry. The earth is going to blow up before then anyway. Or oh, just flat. What are you guys talking about? Uh, one texter uh, here says, what are you guys talking about? Basically, uh, one texter's upset saying, we're talking about living as chatbots. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Listen, no, I'm not saying we're going to live as chatbots, but you have to understand the way they got the we're Drake. with them. The way they got the Drake Weekend song is basically they plug all the information they can ever find that's on the internet about Drake and about the weekend. All the songs, everything, into a chatbot. And they tell chatbot, hey, chatbot, you got all the Drake and the weekend songs? You know how they sound? Make me a song with the Drake and the weekend. And it makes up what it thinks the version of a weekend Drake song is. And that song goes viral because everybody thinks it's the weekend drinking song. You can do the same thing for just a personality. You can put all the input and data points about a personality, all the articles written about Elon Musk, everything about Elon Musk into a computer and say, all right, now act, computer, act as Elon Musk. Be Elon Musk, the virtual version yeah, of it. And, and, and it will try its best to replicate all the decisions, all the look, the voice, uh, the, kind of the uh, whatever the uh, the kind of the, whatever the mannerisms, if you will, whatever it is, it'll try its best to be that person. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be that, but some people are suggesting that really technologically advanced folks will try to input themselves into a chatbot, not physically do it, but all the information they possibly can, yeah. and that way they will live uh, with you know immortality in a sense, virtually, if you will. Yeah, and That's there was, was a, there was people that are they're putting stuff together now since all the Holocaust survivors are dying off now because of old yes. age, that they've actually put stuff together where they've had them answer hundreds upon hundreds of questions, filmed it with holographic cameras, and now they have holograms that they can put into museums where kids and other people can ask them questions and they have all these answers yeah. and then kind of fill in the gaps and how you ask it lets it respond to you naturally. Yes. And so all of those things are kind of put together. And if you put them all into one thing, then you have a hologram that can sit in a room on a giant throne as emperor of new America <laughs> and, and run everything. Yeah, that's what it's so all not. I didn't mean like downloading your brain virtually into something. <laughs> yes. I'm sure one day you can do it. Hell, Elon Musk is trying to put computer chips in people's brains. He literally has a company that does it. Like he has a company that wants to put a computer chip in your brain so you don't need your phone anymore. You can just like access it, access all your apps I need my phone. And online. I need my phone. I don't need none of this stuff. Your, I need my phone. On your computer chip <laughs> in your brain. So I don't feel like, oh, put on your tinfoil hat. Guys, this stuff is happening. God, you need can to you go imagine? Read an article and educate yourself. It's happening right now. Ain't no need for a tinfoil hat. Can you imagine when you come <laughs> home late and your girl's no. like your girl's like, I need to see that chip in your head? You're like, what? You're like, no, no. I know you've been. I know you've been thinking about that other girl in your head. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've been texting her in your brain, haven't you? Exactly. Like, say, Take your chip out. <laughs> no, Steve Jobs got a lot of men caught up because the technology gets you caught. Whether it be about your deleted text that weren't or re weren't actually deleted in your recently deleted file, or it's your woman being able to keep up with you because she can track your phone and track wherever you're going. Uh, Steve Jobs got a lot of guys caught up, man. He gets a lot of dudes caught up. Trust me. Sound like Zay over here. Yeah, trying to get no, people called up. If you live in an Apple household, all your Apple products sync automatically, and you really no. can't stop it. So it, it, my my woman can kind of kind of see through the cloud. Yeah, yeah. Kind of see every damn thing I'm doing. I don't mind because I ain't doing nothing. Right, right. But if right. I was, you know, I'd have to make make, make, an make the necessary arrangements. <laughs> I got to make yeah, I got right. I got to go, go flip phone yeah, yeah. do that. Be that kind of shady dude. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's get to the way too early 2024 mock drafts. We talked too much about AI and chatbots. Yeah, it's got me nervous. Uh, even the chatbots agree that Texas will have some uh, first round <laughs> prospects in the 2024 NFL draft. How about that segue, gentlemen? There it is. Uh, That's a right. great one. Uh, Pro Football Focus mock draft had three Longhorns being uh, selected in their 2024 mock draft. Now, 
a way too early mock draft, so please like our conversation about AI. Let's not take it too seriously. Uh, JT Sanders, they have going to the Chargers, 18th overall. Quinn Ewers, they have going to Minnesota, 21st overall. Xavier Worthy, they have going to Philadelphia, 31st overall. That's pro football focus mock draft. And the Dane Brugler. Way too early mock draft. He's got Quinn Ewers going 10th overall. Top 10, baby, uh, to the Washington Commanders. Um, JT Sanders going to the Chargers again with the 24th pick. Uh, TD Wire, touchdown wire, also has a uh, way too early mock draft. Uh, they have one Longhorn being selected. That is X Man Xavier Worthy to the Saints, the 20th overall pick. And Sharp Football has a way too early mock draft and just one Longhorn being selected in their mock draft. And that was X Man to the Kansas City Chiefs with the 32nd pick. So out of the four mock drafts, way too early mock drafts that I identified, Xavier Worthy was. Uh, selected in three of the four, J.T. Sanders and Quinn Ewers in two of the four. I like them. I like it. I like that's a good feed for the uh, Texas Longhorns for what Coach Sark is trying to develop, and it also brings more people out because here's the deal. We all know that these guys are talented guys, and in this day and age of football, you start looking at projectables, right? What can you do? on the next level. I'm looking at Jatavian Sanders, who's been underutilized. I mean, let's be honest with it. There were times where we weren't even trying to get him the ball when I think he was probably one of the better players on the squad, and we stopped getting it just like we did with Roshan. Now you've got guys that are going to the league. you got five guys that were drafted. I believe you have seven or eight guys that have been signed to contracts to where they've got an opportunity to go there. So that's a good feeder system. And we've all talked about how the team looks different. Uh, size-wise. Their bodies look mm-hmm. wholly different. And Sark's walking around talking about, this looks like my guys. He said on the pivot, we're going to where you are, where you guys come from, in the SEC. We've been talking about how many people are getting drafted out of the SEC, where you got to get built to beat in the SEC so you can go to that level. And with Quinn yours, I'm looking at him, and I think he's going to be a lot better than what he was last year. He's uh, second year into this system, understanding what is being asked of him, and he's being pushed by some other guys. He's in a different spot than what he was that first year where he came in, didn't know nobody, had to get to be around everybody, had to understand. He got lazy with his footwork. Now he understands this isn't high school anymore. I need to work on my the mechanics yes, of my career so I can be better at the next level. So this is all going to play out. Now as far as being as high as they are, I don't know. We Nobody knows. But that's why it's called the way too early mock draft. Way too early. Yeah, so you start looking at it. and But I will say this. Can't deny his arm talent. You can't deny that he has the presence of mind in the pocket. Now he's got to go out and deliver and deliver highly. Uh, I agree. I think uh, Quinn's got a shot. I mean, he's the highest-rated prospect coming out in uh, at the quarterback position in modern recruiting in the last 20 years. So all the raw materials are there. Last year, I do think you saw regression from a quarterback who hadn't played in mm-hmm. damn near two years. Uh, just uh, I think not having the real-time reps um, and not being able uh, to get those in-game reps for two years, I think you saw that. That, that ability to process yep. be hindered for him uh, early on in the season and then the injury. Yep. Right. So in addition to not playing for on a season and a half, whatever it was, he gets hurt early on in the season. That also, I think, caused a regression for him. So I expect a lot of things to improve for Quinn Ewers over uh, the offseason. I, whether he's going to be a 10th overall pick, um, I'm not sure if he's going to, he can be that uh, impressive. I mean, that's a, if he is. Well, I'm looking at one that's got him at the sixth. 
Yeah, exactly. If he can be top yeah. 10, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to make that type huge. of leap. That would be a hell of a developmental leap for him. Uh, and if he does it, great. But I do that think. That means good he, things are happening for the Longhorns. Yeah, I think he he'll be improved that. enough to be considered a first round prospect. I think the pro football focus mock draft might be closer yep. to where he could get drafted, which is 21st. Top 10, man, top 10, because I, it, all the elite quarterbacks are going to be drafted in the top 10. Caleb Williams is going to be drafted in the top 10. Drake May, if he mm-hmm. continues on this path, going to be a top 10 quarterback. And hell, there's even the quarterback from Washington. Michael Penix, that people yep. really, really like him you know, as well. We got a chance to see him. I don't know if he's a top 10 pick, but he's going to be one of the top prospects coming out. That's going to be a, a lot of high-level talent. If Quinn Ewers can end up in the top 10, that would mean that they consider him, in my opinion, to be a top three quarterback coming out in that draft, right, right behind Caleb Williams and Drake May. I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll be there. Well, but he could be. Uh, he could be. He could be. He he's could got the be. he's got the he's got the raw materials to do that. Yep. But that would be like I don't know if we've seen a leap. That's a hell of a leap in one season. Yeah, but we also saw flashes during that season as well. We saw we an opportunity like that Alabama <laughs> game put him on the map to where everybody said, "Well, wait a minute, he might be able to do that." Then he comes back, and when he does come back, he plays against Oklahoma, plays lights out. Then even in that game against Washington. He wasn't the reason why Texas lost that game. He, he threw wasn't. the ball well. That's true, but devil's advocate against Bama, which he, had, he was great for that quarter that he played against mm-hmm, Bama. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, they played mostly man-to-man, um, which they thought, hey, this young, brash quarterback, yep. if he's supposed to have a golden arm, let's see him prove it against an Alabama defense. And they didn't want to overcomplicate things, um, and he was able to just dice them up. I mean, he eviscerated that mm-hmm. secondary because he just – Throwing against man to man, as you know, as a quarterback, easiest yeah. thing to diagnose and process as a quarterback is man to man coverage. I like now, my guy. And Oklahoma, we all know Oklahoma's a shell of itself <laughs> yeah. by the time Texas played them, and they had injuries galore. They just couldn't score a point. Hell, they couldn't even get a first down against Texas. It was beautiful. Um, when teams forced Quinn Ewers to have to process information and with pre snap shell disguise and then the post snap diagnosis or a post snap shift. At times, he was unable to successfully uh, diagnose whatever the pre-snap read was going to be. And then post-snap, we often saw his footwork, yep. along with the slow processing, Regressed come back to hunt time. him. And I guess I've always said, I don't give a damn how good your arm is, uh, but if you got bad footwork and you're processing things slowly, um, well, you're probably going to end up making bad decisions or making the wrong decisions or slow decisions, and that was Quinn Ewers last season. I, yep. I'm with you. I did think the bowl game was a huge step forward for him, and I like what I saw in the bowl game. That was Sark being able to use his young quarterback, I think, in a responsible manner, keeping him in a rhythm, the short, quick game, and making him confident within the structure of the offense. Um, he didn't do that all year long, but if he's going to do that with Quinn Ewers next season, I think that you could see more of the Quinn Ewers we saw in the bowl game rather than the Quinn Ewers that struggled that time slasher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, can't wait. I, I mean, this is good. This is good uh, fodder. We can look at it and see where these guys, because go back and look at where it was, because I went back and looked at what Todd McShay had from his, and Todd McShay was pretty close on his first four picks of the NFL draft that he had on his way too early mock draft, too. So it, it, it these things... You know, it's kind of fun to talk about, but some of them have some merit to it as well. Yeah, we, I mean. I, like Caleb Williams and, and Harrison. Those are the two <laughs> at the top of the, of, the, of the draft that you're like, no matter who gets those numbers, 
they're going to take those guys. Well, it seems like uh, every mock draft that I looked at, uh, at least most of them, the pro football focus one, the Dane Brugler one, and the Sharp football one, all had the same picks at number at one and two overall. Yeah. It was Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., and they all had the Cardinals making both of those picks, <laughs> which would mean the Cardinals already, if that's the truth, they're ready to give up on Kyler Murray. And that would be a huge story because to give up on Kyler Murray, you need to trade Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need a trade partner for Kyler Murray. Or just tell him, hey, just say you want to go play baseball. Which he could do. That's what Go to, go play baseball. You know what, Hodge? Yep. Yep. That's still not there. crazy. They still own his rights, by the way. The, the Oakland A's still own Kyler Murray's rights. Man, that is not the franchise that. <laughs> That's okay. they're, mo- they're moving to Vegas. Maybe by that, that time. They're going to sell the team. They're going to sell the team to someone who wants to pay yeah. them their money. They're going to make a money ball in Vegas. That's right. That'd be great. Okay, so just, let's work this out. He should go to baseball because they own his rights, and then maybe the Cardinals will release his rights or trade him to Las Vegas Raiders, and then he can be a two-sports star in Vegas hey. with the A's and the Raiders. And, and we what don't do know. they need? Highlights. We don't know yeah. who the Raiders coach is going to be next year either because we know Josh McDaniels is getting fired after this year. We're hoping that. Wow. So who are you thinking? Bringing in Lincoln Riley? I mean, you bring in. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can't. No, nope. they can't. Oh, no. You can bring back Cliff Kingsbury again. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Technically, he ain't. Oh, actually, he's with the. Uh, who's with USC. He? He's, he's with right. USC. He's Lincoln Riley. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. It yep, works. Yes, you could technically get Cliff. You it get works. Lincoln. You get both of them up there. Yep. It works. Because it worked out really well for Arizona. <sighs> yep. It did not work out well at all. It worked out for a while. I thought it was going to be. I was, I was all in on that uh, Arizona Cardinals experiment with Terry. We were too. week 10, week 11 every year? Pretty much. Yeah, remember the, was it <laughs> the season great. before the last one? They had they were undefeated through like the first, what, six, seven And they weeks? made it yeah. to the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, he decided he didn't want to play in the playoffs anymore and just started falling down and fumbling balls, well, it was throwing Cliff, it over his head. A Cliff Kingsbury team always fades at yep. the end. Oh, for sure. And Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech, the yep. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, that that was like ultimately his the narrative of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury yep. needs to do a blue chew ad. He, <laughs> he does. So he doesn't fade. Notorious or fading at the end. Yeah, not don't anymore. Fade. Not no more. <laughs> not no more. Have y'all seen Cliff Kingsbury's woman? Oh, yeah. That's why he can't fade fast. She's blue chew. Yeah. She, you don't need no blue chew. Oh, you always she need is. a little help. She, no, you don't. Now with her. Always need a little help. Now with her. Have yeah, you seen her? buddy. No. Oh, yeah. I've seen her. Google. I've seen her. Then you don't need blue chew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes <laughs> all you need is a peek. She'll do it for you. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the MVP, gentlemen, a little bit, too, since we uh, we, we won't get into the NBA again because um, the games have already – or the game's getting ready to start. Yeah, 6.30, getting first Getting ready game. to start in uh, about four or five minutes here. So next segment, I want to get back to the NBA, talk about the MVP because it has been announced that Joel Embiid is Joel. the MVP. So we'll come back and we'll discuss that on the other side and get some NBA news, notes, nuggets, and preview the Lakers-Warriors matchup tonight. So a little audible on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. This was the jam. This this is one of those those jams that stayed at the top of the charts for a while. It like took over the club scene for how long, Hard? Oh my god, about two three months. I mean, I'm still Longer rocking it at the house. Oh no, it, it, it was a banger. Now 
Little John, little Usher. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this jam right uh, here. Yeah, this, this is jam. Right okay, here. let me guess what year you got. What year? Because I was still clubbing when this was out. Oh, I was still in the club, hitting on women. So I was single. At were that you doing time. the soul clap too, like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. I, yeah. I, I, I know I wasn't the old man in the club just no, yet. No, I was. I was standing in the corner you know looking the at you, waving yet? at okay, you. you know I what? see you, Robbie. Now I'm the old man. So I'm gonna go. Oh man, what are we thinking about here? This right here I'm was thinking, probably 2008. I'm going 08. I'm, oh, okay. I'm going 08. Oh, 04. That's why yeah. I said 04. Oh, yeah. Boom. Robbie hit on the money. Oh, yeah. Everybody you, Robbie oh, you was, was just, I, said, I was in the league. I was, yeah, I was clubbing hard still. Yeah. Like I was, I'd walk in the club with this on sometimes and feel like I was in the video. Like I had like women behind yeah. me, had an entourage, and I was just walking in there, had a piece of chain hanging, all that kind of stuff. So I knew it was in my. Ooh, the boy was in it, on the piece yeah, of it, chain. It, it, it was my prime. Like I thought, Ooh. I thought I was prime time then, man. That's my oh, sex panther days. Yeah. I was prime time back then. Sex panther. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> six. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now that was a good jam there, man. Yeah. I remember that one. All right, there you go. Even Harge was hyped for that oh, one. Oh my goodness. Good job there, yes. Patrick. DJing a top of the charts too. Tuesday. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's get to the Michael Jordan Trophy. There it is. That's I, right. Say it right. Why don't we refer to it as the Michael Jordan Trophy? It they was renamed, they renamed, they renamed all the it. trophies this year. I know yeah. what I'm saying. Why don't we refer to it as – because I because it, because to MVP, they don't it call sounds it silly. <laughs> because MVP was fine, and then they had to put a name on it for some reason. Okay. Hey, we want to honor these guys. That's cool. Why are you ruining for everybody else now? <laughs> so exactly. nobody's actually calling it the Michael Jordan no, Trophy? No, they call it MVP. I mean, That's you're right. calling it – it's the – Brought to you by Kia. Yeah, exactly. It's the <laughs> Kia Michael Jordan. Yeah, Kia wants you to call it the Michael Jordan. They're like, our brand, we can't afford Michael Michael Jordan. So we would. That's the only way we can associate with Jordan is for us to buy it through. Yeah, Michael visa. Jordan ain't seen it. Michael Jordan. If you pulled up to his house in Kia, you have to park down the street. No, Michael Jordan might escort you off the premises if you roll up to his oh, house in sure. Kia. He's like, nah, man, no Kias in my driveway, bro. Yeah, no, keep no it moving. Keep no Kias in my driveway. Uh, shout out to Kias out there. Hey, yeah, I love yeah, Kias. I'm yeah, a yeah. middle class man, so hey, I love like Kias. Well, all of us are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we middle class. This show, we love Kias. Hey, we hey. love Kias. That's right. Uh, Matter of okay, fact, so, go to Apple. Lisa, they can get you a Kia right away. Applelisa.com if you need it. Damn right there. That's why Harge is the money man around here. That's mine on his money, his money on his mind. For shizzle. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, Joel Embiid is the newest winner of the MVP. Uh, Jokic had planned on having his third consecutive MVP award. Uh, that is sported by Joel Embiid, who was in this conversation, to be fair, last year with Jokic. Uh, this year is between Jokic and Embiid. Embiid ends up winning the award. Uh, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? You thought that maybe Jokic was more deserving or no. is this Embiid's award? I was all I was all in on Embiid from the very beginning. I, I thought I yeah. thought that this was more deserving for him this year. Um, you said it perfectly though. Kind of sucked that his team won last night without him. Without him. <laughs> without him. Yeah. And then the Joker goes out and does what he does to put his Ooh, team on there. So it just flipped the script. The yeah, yeah, so it just mm-hmm. kind of flipped the script. But I, I, I was big on Embiid all year. I thought what he did for his team, uh, even when those moments, I, you could see that 
Uh, James Harden was looking at him as the leader of the team. He kept trying to get him the ball during those times. You look at Tobias Harris, and even if you go and look at the video of him being named it, mm-hmm. all those guys were so happy for him and really went over there and showed him the love because they know even last year there was the possibility of him getting it, and he didn't get it, and he was very upset about that. But, <laughs> you know, this year he finally got it, and now I think it's been well-deserved for him to get that award. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it is. I think we were just bored. We get bored. We do with easily seeing, with seeing excellence. That's why we're talking to AIs. Yes, exactly. You know but when we see cons- we see excellence consistent consistently like that. Yep. We oftentimes just get bored with you take it. Take it for granted, and we do. Yep. I think as, as a society, definitely as a sports community. And the truth is, Jokic was so. And it's, it's, there's a part of Jokic's game, and I think you know my man Patrick can you know will back me up on this. There's a part of it that is so technically sound mm-hmm. that is very Duncan like, where it's so matter of fact, and he makes it look so easy and so effortless. And like I said, so technically proficient that there's not a lot of extra with it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just as some people he he's so technically proficient in sound that it's boring to watch his game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and there's something to be said for if you don't win a title every year, no one wants to keep giving you an MVP. Also, it, it's just a fact of the matter. And I get Embiid hasn't won the title either, but. You can sit there and say, "Hey, and B, we're saying you're the most valuable player on the team. You ain't winning titles, so we don't want to give you five MVP awards, and you never get a ring. Mm-hmm. Go, go get a ring, and then yeah. you can win an MVP." It's, and I know that's petty, and it's, but we know how the MVP works in every say, sport. It is petty. It, that's how it works. <laughs> is they don't want to give it that way. It doesn't do anything for the league. It doesn't do anything for for fans to just give it to one guy over and over again. We know how dominant he is. Yep. Jokic is. That doesn't change. Doesn't. We know how dominant uh, Giannis is. The fact that Giannis gets hurt and that's against the Heat, and they lose that series. Yep. Like we know that these guys are insanely dominant. I think Embiid, when you can say he was last season, two last two seasons, he's up for the MVP award, and then he was better this season. Yeah. Giannis and yep. Jokic are having the same season they've had the last two years. Embiid had a better season this year than when he was up for MVP the last two. That's why I say now is the time to give it to him because you go, man, you escalated a game that we already thought was at its peak. Yeah, I'll give you the trophy for that one. Yep, I, I agree with that. The same thing happened to I remember when Russell Westbrook won the MVP, basically averaging a triple double for the first time in I don't know, like fifty years, whatever it was, or something like that. And basically, the next year, if I'm not mistaken, he averaged a triple double again, and nobody really cared. Yeah. We, were, we were bored with it as a society, and I, as a sports community, I should say. And I think that's happened a little bit to Jokic too. But yeah, it takes nothing away from how dominant those guys are. Uh, I, my favorite stat about Nikola Jokic, or maybe it's a nugget or a factoid more so than a huh, stat. Nugget, I got that. Uh, ah, <laughs> I do not, not I like that. Uh, Nikola Jokic has never had a teammate selected to. Uh, and this, actually, I take that back. This is prior to this season. This season, prior to this season, okay. this is prior to this season. Because yep. this season, they got new awards and the awards have just been given out. So just to make sure that this still may not still be the case. But yep. prior to this season, Jokic had never had a teammate selected to all-star, all-NBA, or all-defense. Wow, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? That is a very he was the only. He was the only uh, MVP. He's the only, he was the only MVP because, actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Joel Embiid has played with one of these caliber players because James Harden is that. Yep. He's the only MVP to have had that distinction at this point in his career. To have played with no all prior to this season, like I said, if you go look it up now, maybe yep. one of those guys made it this year. But prior to this season, all star, no all stars, no all NBA, and no all defensive players. 
Yeah, I mean, and Freaky, man. Jamal that Murray has been that is supposed to be that guy for years yep, now. Yep. Michael Porter Jr. If he can stay healthy, is one of those guys. So they had like Jamal Murray is that guy. He is we that see guy. him and we see him in the playoffs. He's playing like that yeah. guy. He just has had so many injuries over the last few years yep. that I think it's basically he should have been an All Star last two years and due to injury and due to just him not being able to be himself hasn't been. So he's had a guy, but that's that's still insane because you look at it in a lot like. There's multiple of them on most of these other teams. Oh, I mean, yeah. we think yeah. Embiid no played with uh, Jimmy Butler yeah. before they got James Harden. Jimmy oh, Butler was on that team. All about that. Yeah. And, Jimmy Butler, about Jimmy. and Jimmy Butler was trying to fight him. He was yeah. like, they were they were arguing all the time, but Jimmy was trying to bring the best out of them, and they were taking it because they trust the process. Yeah, Magic Johnson played with more all-stars, all-NBA, all-defensive players than any MVP in history. He played with 13 All-Stars, six six All-NBA players, and 10 All-Defensive players. Where's LeBron? Let me find LeBron real quick. No, that's because Magic made them that. I was just about to say, Magic did help them out with that. LeBron's at, okay, here's LeBron. LeBron's at four All-Stars. He has uh, played with one All-NBA and two All-Defensive players, it says here. Yep. So. LeBron's a little bit better off. But, yeah, the Yo- Kevin Garnett is also next to Jokic in terms of MVPs that have played with the fewest all-star, all-NBA, or all-defensive players. He's only played with two all-stars, it says here. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm really not a fan. Well, I know. guess because he's talking about Paul Pierce. And- yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Paul Pierce thinks he's the greatest player to ever play. Power forward. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess he's talking about those Celtics days. That yep. is a crazy stat, though. By the way, uh, Tom Haberstroh, give him credit for that stat. Rob, you okay. do the research on go. that one. Uh, and to the texter who says you don't want to watch NBA games anymore because you don't want to watch it 145 to 135, watch that uh, Nuggets <laughs> yeah. game series. It was 97 to 87. That Just was, saying. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it is rare to <laughs> Just get teams. Saying. Neither one of them scoring triple digits. No question about that. And think about this. When Embiid um, becoming the, the award winner, Dr. J, Allen Iverson, Moses Malone, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, and now Joel Embiid. All MVPs for Philadelphia. You know whose name was not on there? <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, he not, won it in Phoenix. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm saying Phoenix. he won in Philly. But that was Philly was where he, yeah, because he cut his teeth. Are you not? No, a, Philly was where I'm they took huge, him. I'm they, a huge. they had a pick early in the round at the end of those guys' careers. Basically, two years in, they didn't win the title, and they were like, oh, yeah, this experiment is not working. No, I'm a big Charles Barkley fan. I'm a big, big, I like Charles Barkley. I like okay. the way he played. No, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were trying to take a dig. No, 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 no. That one. I'm just saying, he wasn't there. Uh, can I say, but do you, you guys remember the, uh, my, probably my favorite Joel Embiid story? The one where he talks about how he learned how to play, uh, shoot threes and, and to, sh- to basically have proper shooting form. Did you ever hear I this forgot, story? I forgot, but go ahead, remind me. He claims, this is Joel Embiid claiming this. Matter of fact, I think we got a little audio of it too, potentially. He claims that he learned how to shoot by watching YouTube. That's right. Specifically, white people shooting on YouTube. <laughs> That's right, you did say it. It was just a couple weeks ago, actually, you said it. Yeah. yeah. Now, he, this is, he, he says this. Like He's like, no, nah, man, I, I, had, uh, you know, I had to look up how to you know, shoot, and he said, I looked up. You know, basically typed in white people shooting into YouTube. And they, no, I'm not joking. Um, and then he says that, that that was one of the ways he learned how to shoot. That's unbelievable. I swear. Yeah. I'm not making that up. I think no, Patrick, you, yeah, Patrick does Patrick's have got it. it. Here it is. Look at my, uh, looking out for my wife on YouTube. Uh, that's how I learned how to shoot by watching white people on YouTube. So. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
great quote. He's, Unbelievable. But he's, he's not, I mean, I know he's kind of laughing, but he's serious. He's said this multiple times. Yeah. Uh, he's never, he said it multiple times. And like, so some people are like, oh, man, that's kind of racist. It, like Jerry Seinfeld told you, it can't be racist if you like the race. He's just telling you, like, hey, man, I love white people. Like right here he says, never racist if it's a compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how you say it's racist. Like, well, he's telling you white people can't date. They got the best shooting hey, for let, let me it. Let me, as a white person, tell y'all. That's not true. Watch <laughs> ourselves. Oh, I love what they just put out here. This is a great point. He says, imagine what else popped up on that search. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is great. I don't even want to know what popped up. All right, but there's a question. Last <laughs> three last three MVPs are all not Americans. They're all from other countries. Giannis, Jokic, and now Embiid from Cameroon. Wow. They're not. Who is the next American to win the MVP? Mm. I'm going John Morant. But – Oh, man. That's a great question. It's hard, oh, man. That is a man. great question. Is he even in the league right now? Because the next great player coming in, supposedly the next LeBron James, is Win Binyama, who's like, he's not American. American. That's That's right. saying, like, Luka Doncic yes. is one of the names up there. He is Slovenian. Yep. Wow. Man. That's a great question. Hold up. So, because we got we, we got to be missing somebody in their prime who's on the come up other than John Moran. Who are we missing there? Jamal Murray. No, I mean, he's not even an all-star yet. Yeah, I mean, man. now we could go to Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, who had the year he had this yeah. year. Donovan Mitchell is a guy man. who had a really good, but in Cleveland, it's just a hard town to get those MVP votes at. I mean, Jimmy Butler would tell you he's going to win in the next six years. What about what about, what about about Booker? What about Booker? Oh, Booker, that's definitely. Good. Booker's definitely that's a, good a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's probably a better one yeah. than Ja, actually. Because Ja's game, I'm sorry, it reminds me way too much of Derrick Rose's game. He's so self-destructive. Yes. Right? He just he reminds me of an irresponsible running quarterback. He just Who doesn't know how to slide. Yes, he has the no. The awkward slide. Yes. Somebody no, said Jason Tatum. That's another one that his name one. comes up in all those conversations as well. Yep. Those might be the only three. Ja, Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker. Yep. I mean, I guess, you know, one of the old heads could win it. That could be true. Like one of the old heads could just Durant, have a great season. Durant, Durant or yeah. Steph or KD or somebody could do. But I'm with you. Usually you kind of grow out of that MVP phase because as an older player, you're not putting yeah. up the same prolific numbers. And that's what I'm saying. It, he may not even be in the league yet. Mm. It may be someone who's not even in the league yet yeah. to be the next one. Because if it if it goes and beat another year or Jokic again or Giannis mm. again or Luka comes up and gets it and then Wimbayama comes in and that's another name. It's it could it could be a long stretch. I, yep. I didn't think about, it, but you're right. That's a really good question, Patrick. And I don't have a lot of great answers for you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Texan Texan's going heavy on Jason Tatum. Yeah, we're gonna out there. Adam. I Tatum is one problem is he plays zero defense a lot of times, and when you're going up against centers who can rebound and play defense, and you know, Embiid can play defense, and and Giannis plays defense, and and Jokic plays defense. That's a great point. Jamal Murray is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a very great. Oh uh, yeah, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron I think Fox. he's a little bit away from okay, it too. That's a good one. Yeah, but De'Aaron Fox at least will play defense. Tatum's big thing is, man, you have to be prolific scoring the ball and passing the ball. Yeah, like Steph. If you're not gonna play no defense, if you're yep. not gonna play yeah. any defense on the other side, you you better be you better be putting up forty a game, that's and that's one. gonna be hard to do if you're playing with Jalen Brown. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you may not have the coach to do it anymore either. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, good, good conversation there. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for them. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh yeah, yeah I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. 
It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... Pop a top again. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, per our conversation earlier, the great question by Patrick about what American-born players uh, could end up being the next MVP in the NBA since we've had so many great, fantastic uh, foreign-born players who have dominated the NBA. Win MVP, Jokic, uh, Joel Embiid uh, as well, Giannis, of course. Uh, Dame Lillard. We get a text about Dame Lillard. Yep. Great text. We yep. forgot about Dame Lillard. He got that dog in him. He, if he, especially if he changes teams, if he ever goes for to sure. another team. For sure. If he gets to another team where he has uh, some help, where yeah. he doesn't have to do so much, that will be huge. Because that dude was a human highlight, man. Yes, no question. Uh, all right. What's on tap for you tonight, brother? I'm going to watch the basketball game. Right. I, I'm going to go home and take a quick nap so I can stay up and watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I can stay up and watch the game. Oh, because man. I really am intrigued by this basketball game. I think the 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 storylines and the history that can be made from both of them, this is almost like kind of legacy stuff. It is. When you look at these two. Like, because they both carry their team. Obviously, LeBron's walking around like he's the king. I guess you can consider Steph the prince right now, and he's trying to take the crown. Uh, yes, Patrick, what you got on top? I'm, I mean, clearly we're watching these games, right? Watching these games, man. <laughs> I, I mean, this yeah. is—it's just going to be big to see if who shows up in this series. Yes, if we get to see Draymond trying to be Draymond. I mean, there's what fifty-fifty chance he gets ejected tonight. I'm oh all, yeah, I'm all in. I'm, if, I was looking online, and I'm gonna look before the game. What is the chances of him getting a technical? And I'm putting money on the technical. Guys, if we're hype, imagine how hype Draymond Green is right now. <laughs> he's like, he's right ready. He's probably talking about it on his podcast right now. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Watching that game tonight. We'll have plenty of discussion about it coming up tomorrow. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Great show today from everybody, including you guys on the Specs Text Line. We love your participation. Yep, yep. It makes or breaks this thing for us. Uh, We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, same time, same channel. Peace.